0: You're listening to the Fast Break Podcast with Carly Tebow Dudonis and JJ Duke. And all access pass to the Fairfield University Women's Basketball Program only on the Stag Sports Network.
1: Well, the music is playing, which means only one thing is for certain. We have been renewed. <laughs> Season 2, Episode 1 of the Fast Break with Coach Carly Podcast, your inside look into Fairfield women's basketball. It has been a long time since we have said that here on the Stag Sports Network Podcast. I'm J.J. Duke. We are recording this episode just a couple of days before the start of the 2023-2024 women's basketball season. And someone that has been putting in the grind. Well, the grind never stops, Carly, does (laughs) it? Never stops. Never stops. She is Fairfield's head coach, Coach Carly, Tebow, Dudonis. And, I mean, we've kind of chatted a bit over the last couple of weeks now. Does it – do you get that like that feeling when it's like the first game is around the corner? I know last year was kind of a different circumstance. It was the first game as you as a head coach, but is it just a little different <laughs> when it hits?
0: Yeah, I mean when the when the leaves start to fall and the and the seasons start to change, you just you can't help but get excited for basketball season. Um, and I, I love October because it's truly about your team and your team getting better and you get to really focus on you and you're not looking at, you know, scouting film and an opponent, you're really just working on, you know, getting a little bit better every single day. So October is probably one of my favorite times of year, you know, behind maybe March. But, um, you know, for us, it's it's kind of crazy that you blink and you think you have, you know, days and days before your first game and then it's a couple of days away. So I know our team's uh, excited and, and ready to go.
1: Yeah, that they are. And uh, this episode is going to talk about a bit of the offseason and the preseason, the, kind of the, the build up, the work that goes behind the scenes that you all don't get to see a whole lot, maybe a couple of social media videos every once in a while. <laughs> but we're gonna talk about that a little bit. We will talk about the roster as well, because one thing in going back through the archives of last season is we never actually got to talk about the transfers <laughs> that came in, because right after the last episode happened, that's when things got to work, and you and your staff put in a shift to get in three very good players. Uh, so we will talk about those. We will check in also on the returners and the other freshmen, which it's not just Cape Peak anymore as one freshman. <laughs> there are four freshman on this yep. team uh so we will talk about that as well as the non-conference schedule and of course make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms at stags on twitter slash x however you want to go about it. i'm not getting into that debate here <laughs> not, worth it. not worth it fairfield wbb on instagram I appreciate all you guys listening at home that talked about it to us during the course of last season because that's I know for you, you've got your job, <laughs> but for my end, when you're handling the broadcast and then the, the media side of things, and all of a sudden, oh, hey, I to the show. Boom. <laughs> We're connected, but uh, we said about it last year. It's a great platform. It's yeah. a great chance to just keep the word going.
0: Yeah, no, shout out to you for for keeping this rolling. I'm excited for you know season two, not only on the court, but of, of doing this with you. Uh, shout out, I think you mentioned the social media uh, video. Shout out to Ivy for some awesome videos, and, and Wyatt, who's sitting here with with great videos, just you know, following us all summer and and fall, um, you know, there is a lot of work that goes behind the scenes, and I love that we could talk about it and give people kind of a a little bit of a peek behind the curtain.
1: All right, so let's do it. Off season, preseason. You guys <laughs> got back here in the summer. Mm-hmm. Was. Katie Lamoureux literally stepping off the softball diamond, (laughs) winning a state championship, to then coming here the next day. Is is there truth to that rumor?
0: Pretty close to that. And, you know, I don't think she was actually officially graduated yet when she started in June. I think, yeah, so the first week of summer school, we kind of joked it was still high school, Katie, uh, because she had yet to actually walk across the stage. Uh, So after that first week, that's Friday, she went home and graduated. And then came back, and she was, like, a whole new person, you know, the, the, the second week. She was – she's now college Katie. So, oh. uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that kind of transition happening with, with four freshmen. But um, they all did a great job coming hey. in, and, you know, it was, it was a fun summer. Fair play to her. I mean,
1: <laughs> that's – and th- I can't wait to have, like, a sit-down chat with her about <laughs> having that mentality of being a three-sport athlete in mm-hmm. high school. Then four coming. if
0: you include, you know, flag football, so –
1: it is, it is an Olympic sport now. <laughs> it is an Olympic sport, so we have to talk she'll, about it. So.
0: She'll, find, she'll find any opportunity to tell you about her football you know, glory days.
1: All right, that's fine. You know what? Then how about this? Blake, if you're listening, I know you are. He is the trick shot artist. <laughs> I want to see basketball versus football <laughs> at oh, some point. Okay. We, we can make that happen. But anyways, to the grind of June and July, you guys got right back into it right away. I know mm-hmm. uh, the group was going through those couple of players that were uh, had some – injuries that they're dealing with Mm -hmm. from the off season so I came to session I believe in the early part of July and it Mm -hmm. was only seven or eight players that's okay though because Mm -hmm. at that time I think we discussed it's a bit about getting that chemistry together it's Mm -hmm. building a lot of individual skill sets refining some things tuning some things from that session that you guys had the summer what were the couple of the big things that you walked away from
0: yeah. First and foremost, I thought it, it was really fun to see just so many different people with different experiences. You know, like you said, we have seven returners uh, that were in the gym this summer and four freshmen and three transfers. So it was just really fun for us to blend a lot of different Personalities. It was a lot of habit changing. Um, not that any other habits were necessarily wrong, but just playing different styles, coming from different high schools, different ways of playing. It was a lot of, like you said, some fundamentals and whether it was defensive or offensive, trying to, to tweak some things. Um, but I, I love that our returners did an awesome job of carrying over the culture that we built last year and kind of setting the stage for what the team is going to be and the culture in the locker room is going to be this year. So they did a great job with that. Uh, Nellie Brown brought to brought to the table doing a camping trip. So that happened uh, in, I can't remember, I think it was early July, maybe uh, mid-July. We went on, oh, on an overnight camping trip to just kind of continue to build the chemistry. There was a lot of just those types of, of moments, whether it was planned like that or just, you know, grabbing ice cream or the beach, whatever it was. But then that that translates to what we did on the court and building the chemistry that you talked about. Uh, we had some people we had to get healthy that you know, got some surgeries after the season last year, and, and that's the time to do it, obviously in the off-season in the summer. And and now we're, we're looking like we're getting closer to full strength, so we're excited about that.
1: I want to hit on the Nellie Brown camping <laughs> in a moment because that has just opened up a whole <laughs> different room of things. But you talk about the culture, mm-hmm. and you mentioned also the same thing about how many new people are coming <laughs> in. So it's, it's a time where everybody's pretty impressionable yeah. at the moment where like you can be like okay so this is what we did last year with so many players not longer with the team anymore to do graduation now you have all these new players coming in what were some of the things that you maybe and I know we talked a lot about the mm-hmm. different varieties of your culture but what are some things that maybe you didn't have last year that you brought in a little bit to add to what was mm-hmm. there in the foundation
0: well I think what we talked about with our returners this spring particularly is, Tightening up on what we'd already done. Okay. Um, so our our standards are selfless, tough, accountable, grateful, and if you're keeping track at home, that the acronym is STAG. So creative there. But the um, we you know we think we did a good job of establishing that last year, and our our team really took that and ran with it. But there's a lot of ways that we could have been tighter and more accountable in some of those ways. So our our returners I think in the spring took that to heart um, in holding each other accountable in you know, workouts, being grateful for every moment they got on the court. Um, And then they were able to then, because they kind of had their ducks in a row, were able to then impart that when we had, you know, seven new people join our our circle. So um, I think we just really kind of hit home on more and being more detail-oriented in some of those ways. Um, And I give those guys a ton of credit for being selfless with their time, um, how we share the basketball, Uh, you know and and even though we're going to play a little bit different those are some things that that um, you could see immediately translate to when we were playing offense and sharing the ball and creating for one another.
1: How quickly did the new players both the freshmen and the new transfers coming in pick up onto that because it's you have three players that have different experiences and they can obviously bring something from their past to help this program and then Mm -hmm. you have all the young kids coming in that they don't know any better Mm -hmm. at the moment yeah they have success at high school Mm -hmm. but at the same time they're trying to learn how to be not only just college athletes, but college students at the same time. We'll get to that yeah. in their preseason buildup. But how did they all pick up on that?
0: Well, for me, in the recruiting process, I'm really transparent about that's who we are. So they all committed to come be a part of that. And it wasn't any surprise when they got here. And so I don't think, I don't think they would be here if they weren't sure. trying to be about that. And, then you know, there's there's learning curves and learning process within that. Uh, but we, we recruit great people who wanted, who want to do things that are bigger than themselves. And so it's in their character first and foremost, and they chose that. Uh, and then, like I said, our, our op- we've got three of our returners that are are kind of our captains and assistant captains, and those guys have held the standard. Um, it's not going to be perfect. Uh, and there's certainly been some some mistakes along the way, but um, they all came here knowing that that was going to be the expectation and the standard.
1: All right. Now Nellie Brown and camping. <laughs> I just couldn't wait this any longer. Talk to us about that. How did that happen?
0: So, you know, we had talked about doing some fun things sure. uh, over the course of the summer, and she... Um, she had actually asked us, and specifically Coach Eric on our staffs, who she calls Father Nature, because if you follow Coach Eric on um, any social media on Instagram, he's in the water every day, He's Stacks on the beach. He's, yeah, he's outside a lot. So Father Nature got roped into helping make this camping trip work. I think she became Daughter Nature. I don't know. And so um, you know, there, we did some fun things within it where each uh, we had different groups um, that they had to go, and and we went grocery shopping on the way out different groups had to plan for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, and had, you know, certain budgets they had to stay within to, to buy food for that. Uh, we had a group that was in charge of activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they were, it was on a lake, so they go out on the water. There was some, you know, just different, different team bonding and things like that, um, that we did throughout the course of the day. There was a bonfire, of course, some s'mores, um, and then just an, an opportunity to, to share about life and experience and what kind of what brought you to that moment. So it was, it was a, it was a lot of, you know, team interaction in different ways, whether it was you know getting deep with your personal stories or just cooking around a campfire. And I think someone, t- I think Nellie actually was the first to toast a, a hot dog on the on the campfire. And there was there was a lot of new experiences, um, but it was really fun because honestly we had zero phone service. Um, you know, there's there's no need for your phone, and, and all you all we did was talk to each other and spend time together. So uh, it was a great way to kick off the summer and kick off the season.
1: Disconnecting is arguably yeah. something that everybody needs to do every yes. once in a while. It was it's, amazing. it's okay, <laughs> which is why perhaps maybe flying might be the best thing because you know what, you're not you can't use your phone, you can't really go. Uh, you, a Delta,
0: you can now. It's it's <sighs> yeah. <laughs> this is not an ad by the way, for Delta.
1: Um, but no, that's awesome. And also the Eagle Scout in me is very proud to hear that everybody yep, we all, an, survived. all survived. We all survived. We
0: had our moments uh you know i don't do bugs but we made it work so
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah bug spray doesn't help let's just get yeah. that out of the way it's a bit of a farce anyways <laughs> um preseason now so you guys have been back in officially the the full practice season mm-hmm. going since october but you guys really hit the ground r- running mm-hmm. right away couple of scrimmages as well um it it's been I, i've seen some good days and i was there a week ago where it was a, a day where you guys gotten after it a little bit mm-hmm. but that's okay that's part of the building process mm-hmm. trying to figure out the identity of this team right now and the one thing that I do know about this identity and fans that like the modern game and I know you said this you want shooters mm-hmm. this is going to be a shooting team
0: mm-hmm. yes we uh we got almost I think we got up 43s in one of our scrimmages so we shoot the three we're big on you know get feet and paint space the floor get you know easy, easy twos, feet and paint, and then, you know, kick out threes. And we, we built this team to continue to add three point shooters. A lot of the people that I know we're going to talk about, you know, our transfers and, um, and freshmen all can shoot the three. Um, and so that's important for us. But I think, you know, you mentioned kind of having some ups and downs in preseason. That's, I think are going to be a, a focus for us of how far we can go this year is how consistent we can be. Um, we have a ton of talent and a ton of depth and how, consistent can we be day after day to be the same team regardless of who we're playing regardless of the style of play that we're playing against you know pressuring or half court or whatever zone whatever it may be is being the same team no matter what and I think you know I think that's probably a lot of coaches would say the same thing Uh, but I think with so many new bodies and new people that you know that's going to be a heavy focus for us to get everybody on the same page as quickly as possible.
1: Realistically there's going to be growing pains that are going to be there and I think with and we'll talk about the schedule as well but it's going to be very demanding for the first (laughs) few weeks of the season. When do you think I mean, yes, we'd all love the, the crystal ball, but when do you think we might start to truly see the identity of this group evolve? Obviously, yeah. there's going to be the first game. You're going to have a, a road trip coming up where you're going to mm-hmm. learn a lot about the group. Is there kind of like little target dates that you anticipate things kind of br- breaking out the way that you want it to be?
0: You know, I think it's hard to to have an, uh, you know, an expectation of when it's all going to come together. I think you're going to see flashes and games and moments where you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this is what they're trying to do. Uh, and the quick, you know, the quicker we can put that together, the better, uh, you know, I'm going to lean on our, we've got a lot of experience now on this team, whether it is our returners or transfers. Um, and I'm going to lean on those guys, um, you know, in a big way to hopefully bring that consistency because we do have some upperclassmen who, who have shown that. Um, and now we just need to continue to put the pieces together day after day. So, you know, at the, at the very worst, you know, I hope that by Mac play where we've really gelled and made, you know, made some strides in that area, but you know, the quicker, the better, I think I, I you know time will tell really (laughs) yeah
1: well we talk about the experience let's get into the transfers Mm -hmm. that are coming in Mm -hmm. first one I've got a actually funny little connection in terms of how meeting this player Kendall Magruder Mm -hmm. um she was kind of a I don't want to say a later arrival but she wasn't the first one that you guys brought in but Mm -hmm. I remember specifically the day that she had her visit here Mm -hmm. um horrible day it (laughs) was a day where it it, was like a monsoon monsoon (laughs) rained about an inch and a half we had a lacrosse game outside and i remember seeing um it was coach e and with kendall's father Mm -hmm. walking up kind of just outside walsh and i'm leaving in my car while it's absolutely dumping buckets right now (laughs) and i you know, just quick chat and i asked i I told the uh, the father i was like if your daughter loves this campus on its worst day, just <laughs> wait till she gets it yeah. here in her best day, mm-hmm. and then boom, paper signed, everything good to go. I know that had nothing to do with it, but no, it's totally it, you. Well, uh, that was you sold the deal. But that's something that I loved when I was a tour guide. It's like yeah. just imagine again what it's going to be like. But in all seriousness, you guys did some work to get her in mm-hmm. because I knew she was a very good player coming out of North Texas, an mm-hmm. experienced guard, someone that can just absolutely hassle defense or hassle their. Um, yeah, the players that Thank she's you. guarding, and then she's going to get her buckets.
0: Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is not only was it a terrible day, but, like, there was flight cancellations, yep. and they got in at crazy hours, and we had to, like, completely rework the day. And, um, you know, I think it's a good sign that she still wanted to still wanted to be here. But, you know, we're big on, on the people. We've talked about that before, of getting the right people and, um, you know, helping our, our women be their best selves. And that was something that really, I think, hit home with Kendall. Uh, in her you know whatever her next step in her journey was going to be but yeah I mean she I think all three of our transfers but but Kendall in particular they all bring um, things that we that were holes for us last year she can shoot the three she is someone that can create off the bounce while she's not a point guard she's a she can create and get feet and paint Um, she's got a high IQ Um, and as she continues to get into the the condition of the way that that we play um, you know she's someone that I think can really user IQ defensively whether it's you know getting deflections and steals she's a great charge taker so she can impact the game in a lot of different ways
1: how does she compare to someone like Janelle Brown for someone that hasn't seen her play before mm-hmm. where are their similarities and where are their differences
0: yeah I mean I think that Kendall her range can be you know NBA range truthfully from three she's got I wouldn't say she's as explosive maybe as Nellie is but she's someone that can use a shot fake and get somebody in the air and then get downhill. But it's never, you know, Nellie's 0 to 100. Kendall's more like, you know, 0 to 60 and then to 90 and then to 40 and then kind of moves you around that way. So um, and I, I, I would say she uses her savviness maybe more than her athleticism defensively as well.
1: Awesome. Another shooter, Nicole Gallagher. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a player that what uh, sort, of, sort of unlucky, by the way. I think only five <laughs> points away from 1,000 mm-hmm. in her career at Brian if there was – another day or a not covet shortened season she would have got yeah. that but this is a player that's going to rain threes she loves a euro step i marked that down the first time i saw her during the summer what can she bring to the table in addition to the fact that she's a good shooter and also just being an experienced player
0: both of those things are obviously top of the list for us um, is super consistent but i also you know one thing that pops out immediately if you look at, at some of her other stats is she's a great rebounder she's a great guard rebounder i think she was maybe first or second in the NEC is in rebounding in guard as a guard or offensive rebounding. So she's someone that we're going to send hard to the glass. She's um, relentless, truthfully. Like our, our players in practice are like, geez, Nicole, like, I can't box you out. And she just – she doesn't stop. So she gets you extra possessions. Um, she's she's a smart defender. She just plays in, in an experienced way that – she's one of the ones that I do know what I'm going to get from her every single day, and that's super valuable.
1: Question for you about her is – it's always interesting when you have the um, – <coughs> excuse me, the uh, the juniors and sophomore seniors coming in. But she's a grad – transfer Mm -hmm. what was the big selling point for her not only to play another season but to go somewhere else someone that you know maybe she's not totally familiar with or Mm -hmm. going out of her comfort zone a little bit
0: well one of the things that you know really sold me about Nicole is obviously we knew how she would play and, and what she would bring from a basketball standpoint but one of the things that she said to us in the recruiting process is I don't care if I play 40 minutes or five minutes like I just want to be a part of a winning program and you know, they'd had ups and downs in Bryant, at Bryant, and she's like, I don't care what role you need me for. I want to I wanna win. And I think she saw that in the way that we were building um, and, and how we interacted with our players. What sold her was, you know, just our interaction with our players when she came to campus and came to a practice and saw how we, you know, we were people first and, and you know, basketball was second. And I think that really hit home with her between that and, and the fact that we can we can do something special here.
1: It's awesome. And then the, uh, the third of the three transfers, the one that we got at least found out the earliest, mm-hmm. is someone that we're pretty familiar with, A <laughs> in-MAC transfer, uh, Amina Salimovic, who yes. is someone that actually got her only double-double the season against us. <laughs> yeah, she kicked thank, our you-know-whats this year. Thanks for that. <laughs> um But yeah, no solid player and someone that can be very versatile. I Mm -hmm. saw as well someone that's kind of almost in between the sides, so she can play as a guard, but she could also go down in the Mm -hmm. blocks and do work there.
0: Yeah, we're trying to build, and you mentioned the shooters. You know, we're kind of trending towards being like a shooters you, but she is a forward that can shoot. And the more versatility you can bring at that position, the better. That's the way the game is going in. You know, we've done a ton of research on our end, but you know, four players that can shoot are highly valuable. Not not to mention she's very efficient in the paint um, you know, her, her percentage of, you know, numbers across the board are very efficient and that's what we're trying to get more and more efficient across the board. So her ability to finish in the paint, um, stretch it out to three. She actually is someone that we do give the green light to, to take some mid range jumpers because that is her, uh, that's kind of her bread and butter. She's someone that can score in a lot of different ways. Um, and then she, she's bouncy. She goes and rebounds. She, she impacts, uh, in, in the rebounding category as well.
1: Definitely. Those are the new transfers. We should give a shout-out to some <laughs> of the returners that we have come back. It's just not all new players, guys. No. We have some returners. No, we've got and, a great foundation. And we should give some shouts mm-hmm. to Janelle, first-team preseason Mac, Isa, mm-hmm. third-team. I know you've, you've put it in the, uh, the release that – preseason's nice we don't really you know care about that all that much but it is cool to see that the league is taking into note what Janelle especially Iza who by the way I've wrote down both times seeing you guys practice Iza's moving phenomenally Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. um but those two Certainly going to be leading the lines, coming back. Janelle having a great season last year. And mm-hmm. Isa you know, really stepped into the role at the beginning of the season and showed the type of player that I think we all knew. And maybe for her, just to kind of prove who she is.
0: Absolutely. It, we we were, you know, While the, the preseason, you know, doesn't necessarily have any weight on what, what's going to happen this year, it is a nice nod to those guys and the work that they put in last year and the consistency that they showed. And they deserve that. They've, they've earned that. Um so you know, shout out to those two for that, and and not being satisfied with what they did last year, and knowing we've got a lot more uh, ahead of us that we want to do. N- you know, Nellie is someone that is just a nightmare, I think, for other people, and and sometimes for us when she fouls. And <laughs> but she has, um, but she has taken huge steps in that. Um, Isa has really, I think, taken the off season in how can she impact the game with her IQ, with her ability to to facilitate. She's someone that can truthfully play one through four mm-hmm. for us, and we've really. Um, you know, watched a lot of film with her, showed her how that can look where it doesn't matter what position we, you know, we're trying to get more positionless anyway, but just impact the game when the ball's in your hands, when the ball's not in your hands. Uh, and she's really taken that to heart. Um, and then, uh, you know, we've got a, a bunch of other returners that have had great off seasons as well. And I, you know, I really attribute to our growth with, with again, what they've done in the off season and what they, with the foundation that they laid.
1: Yep. Shout out to beach, by the Absolutely. way, getting more vocal, saw that mm-hmm. in practice a little bit. Um,
0: Beach has actually yeah. earned our captain role. Yeah, this year. no, I was about yeah. to say.
1: That. So curious how you guys do that. Um, is it player led decision? Is it a little bit a of mix of player and coach, or is it coach?
0: Yeah, we actually did the, a really extensive process this year. I've taken, I took some ideas from some coaches in in the athletic department. Um, Dave with women's soccer. I, I use Laura Field in, in women's lacrosse. And we, we did a pretty extensive process, not only for our, our leadership development um, and selection, but for them to develop as women. So they all, if they wanted to be a captain, had to do a full application, had to write a, had to write a page, like a one to two page paper. Um, and then we went through an interview process where it was myself, their position coach, our strength coach, uh, Laura Field and our Dobo all in the room. And they had to you know, dress for an interview and show up and be, be able to present themselves in a way that why they should be our leader. So we did that, and then um, all of their their teammates also got to weigh in in different ways and and why they selected certain people and give feedback and that. And so all of that was kind of taken into account in how we selected captains. And, And Beach was the one that everyone kind of got behind as far as her leadership, her voice, her consistency. And then we decided to kind of do the hockey thing with two assistant captains. Okay. So Nellie and and Ezra Nelly are our assistant captains, both with equally important voices um, but are are awesome to be able to support Beach and help her be more vocal in that role as well. So I think the that kind of trio is going to be um, a three-headed
1: monster. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, will we expect to see a C and two A's <laughs> yeah. on the jerseys?
0: Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know that we actually have that uh on our jerseys you know we, we thought about doing like the you know the Deion Sanders the D for dog and all that but <laughs> I don't know that it's gonna be ready for game one <laughs> fair enough
1: um quickly on the, the new players I know we've talked about how they came into the process we spoke about them last season but the growth has been tremendous I actually uh pointed out after practice that I went to with you guys last week Casey Pryor is mm-hmm. looking so confident <laughs> right now I mean when she came in and we Kind of briefly touched on her shoes, the preferred walk-on uh, player. And then, you know, looked a little shy, a little nervy when I saw her in the summer. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, that's the same <laughs> kid over there? Oh, i love to see that. So, But how have the, the four of them really grasped this opportunity? Because they're going to play this season.
0: Absolutely. Unbelievably well, honestly. I think our, our upperclassmen, whether transfers or returners, have, you know, really helped guide them and show them what it's like and pick them up there when they had some bad days uh but i think it's funny because multiple uh you know players on our upperclassmen on our team have mentioned that you know they kind of forget that they're freshmen yeah, sometimes because they're they're talented they carry themselves with confidence you know they all have their ups and downs but they 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 hold them they they hold their weight and they carry their weight so you know i think you're going to see great things from them all year long but they're talented and they're they're competitive so Definitely. good for them
1: good looking forward to see that and when you can see them, first is in fact just coming up on Monday. It'll be November the sixth, first home game of the season against Lehman College. We'll get to that in just a second. But you can get your tickets now, FairfieldSnags.com, for that game. Can't make it? Sorry to see that, but you can watch on ESPN Plus. As myself and Kate Abramovich will have the call for that non-conference. Yes. Um, Fun road trip that you guys have first <laughs> off. Wish I got invited for it, but I also have work. Nashville, uh, Lipscomb, and Vanderbilt. Two interesting teams in their own right. Mm-hmm. Lipscomb, one of the better teams in the Atlantic, uh, the ASUN, excuse me, and a team that arguably got a little unlucky last year, losing to Liberty in the semifinals of that tournament. If they get through that, they probably are looking at maybe... An outside chance of an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament with a 20-win season. Then Vanderbilt, uh, challenging season last year, but they're under the tenure to third-season head coach Shay Ralph, UConn legend, of course. How did that weekend come together?
0: One of the things that's important to us in scheduling is not only scheduling a competitive schedule and one that prepares you for the MAC. Um, as we go into it, well, you know, there's going to be also an, an added focus on preparing for us to set us up after Mac play as well you know if we can win the tournament um, but also I want to I want to use those opportunities to take our women to different places in the country um, you know a lot of those the, the you know upper upper games are guarantee games and help pay for some of those trips but you know Nashville's a place that why not why not try and get them a trip there so uh, Lipscomb is obviously very competitive, like you said, it's going to be a a really tough mid-major game uh, matchup for us. They have pretty much everybody returning um, in a team that was picked second in their league, so that'll be a really challenging uh, matchup. And then you know Vanderbilt is is what it is, but they they actually added players in the transfer portal. They got healthy. They had a bunch of players that were out with injury last year, so that's going to be a, obviously a tough matchup. But we want to challenge ourselves um, in those types of games because at the end of the day, we you know we hope we go and win the tournament and and go and are ready for those games when you get those in the in the NCAA tournament. So the more, you know, different levels and different styles that we can play in the non-conference, the better. Um, And not to mention have some fun in Nashville.
1: Yeah, that it is. All right. So who's most country on the team is that that whoever Mm. that is, is probably going to be the one that enjoys (laughs) that weekend the most.
0: Well, it depends on if you're talking about country music, because Kendall from Texas is pretty, you know, her, her accent is pretty, pretty strong uh i think i think the team might say katie lamb um okay. you know sh- they say she's from the sticks in in new york upstate new york so she would probably admit to that but we've got some fun things planned i think there's going to be some line dancing and some there's a surprise that they don't know about yet so Ooh. got some fun things okay planned.
1: all right and also uh mr yelp himself oh, yeah. like is gonna yeah. have to be <laughs> yeah y- you can't really go wrong on many places there right. so if, if you disappoint you there know,
0: will definitely be some barbecue involved
1: love that um Rutgers right after that. I mean, not an easy game as yeah, well, going uh, out play in Piscataway. It's another team that – Again, playing a really high level at the Big Ten challenging season last year Mm -hmm. but it's another one of those teams that and I love that you said learning about different styles I say this Mm -hmm. it's learning about the standards that Mm -hmm. they apply themselves to every day because if you're going to compete in power five conferences guess what to the young players that are coming in (laughs) if you want to aspire to that level well guess what it's going to hit you right in the face Mm -hmm.
0: yeah the you know Rutgers obviously is is a nice one for us because it is down the road but they do play a very different style. Um, I will actually say my first one ever as a – it was an interim head coach. I wasn't here, but at Minnesota was at Rutgers. So I'm hoping I can bring some of that same juju, but um – you know, they, they brought in a, a ton in the transfer portal as well. And so it's it's interesting when you schedule some of these games a year plus out, you don't necessarily know what yeah. some of these teams are going to be anymore because their roster changes in the spring every year. Um, but that'll be a great one, you know, for not only for our fans to be able to get to, but, you know, it kind of mimics a similar trip to Ryder and yep. giving that, you know, we, as much as we can. These are all to prepare ourselves to win the MAC, you know, win the MAC at the end of the day. So a lot of these games are, are done with that in mind.
1: Two words, grease trucks. All I have to say. Oh, yeah. The fat sandwiches? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, go look it up. That's a, <laughs> Grease you, trucks. Yeah, so that's the one where you put like all the you know chicken fingers, mac and cheese, oh, wow. uh, uh, cheesesteak stuff. Sounds in a hoagie. like really um, healthy it, things oh, for NCAA horrible. student athletes. Oh, it's horrible. but for someone like myself, <laughs> have, uh, have nice every once in a while. Um, home games as well. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it doesn't get any easier, too, because Fordham, great game uh, last season. We're going to mm-hmm. get the return of that. And then St. John's, Mm -hmm. who NCAA tournament team got to – they got out of the first four last season, beat Purdue, and then lost a heartbreaker to North Carolina. Uh, That's another team with another high standards. Mm -hmm. And one that – when I saw that on the schedule coming out, I'm like, okay, all Mm -hmm. right. This is not like – it is a big name. Mm -hmm. It might not be the biggest, biggest name out there, but that's going to be a team that's going to come in Mm -hmm. with something to prove. Because I remember them last year getting off to a flying – what was Mm -hmm. it, 12 – Mm -hmm. wins in their first 13 14 games something like
0: that Joe's done a great job I mean and you know year in year out they're going to have you know transfers and a ton of returning talent they every year they bring in a ton of BCS transfers and and they you know they play fast they press you they they get after you so again preparing us for teams like Niagara and teams you know that we know we're going to see that are going to pressure us and try and get us to turn the ball over so um, again all done with with that in mind as well as Playing some of those up games, um, challenging yourselves, and not just trying to to schedule wins because that's not necessarily what prepares you. Um, you know when you when you need it at the end of the, at, once once you get to conference play.
1: No, definitely. So that home weekend will be December 7th and 10th. Actually, part of a four-game homestand, which includes the first <laughs> MAC games. We'll get to the MAC games <laughs> in due course. The other non-conference games on the road include a way to Central Connecticut State uh, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. A couple days after that, cross town against Sacred Heart, and then at the end of the calendar year against Stonehill. Lehman is the opener out of the CUNYAC Uh, they are a team that helped us out a little bit there is a little bit of a last minute change they step in appreciate what they're doing and Looking at what they did last season, that they, they took a step forward and proven themselves a little bit, got themselves back into their conference tournament, and for them it, it's a great opportunity. And for Fairfield, it, it's an opportunity to first off showcase what you have in front of your home fans, but just continuing the work that you've put in in the off season.
0: Absolutely, you know, like I said, you know, appreciate Lehman. Um, kind of not not necessarily fully last minute, but not you know early knowing that we were going to have to find another game. Um, we had a last minute drop, but. Um, you know, excited to, to get just honestly in front of our crowd. It's, it, it worked out in the way of getting, you know, the freshmen, the first time out of the lights and getting some of those jitters out, but we're gonna have to play hard. You know, yep. nobody, you can't, we've seen it across the, the board this year and exhibitions and things like that. You can't take anybody for granted and, you know, they, they work incredibly hard and they're, they're coming in to try and beat us. So we've got to be ready. And, and I hope that we, you know, show the hard work that we've done to this point from, like, you know april to now um to, to be ready to play
1: well as i said you can join us there on november the 6th there'll be a 7 p.m tip-off get your tickets now at fairfieldstags.com carly good first show <laughs> back in action And uh, looking forward to uh, opening night.
0: Thanks so much. And I don't know when this is going to air, but good luck to, you know, women's soccer plays a big one tonight. I don't know if this is – if you'll be listening before or after, but uh, keep supporting our Stags.
1: Love to see it. Uh, That's going to do it for our first episode of Fast Break with Coach Carly podcast. We will be back with you soon again, boss, and all of our social media platforms I listed at the top of the show. Until next time, go Stags.
0: The Fast Break podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags women's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com.